0: You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pennick, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that, just like Baby Yoda, has been canceled for eating too many eggs. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam.
2: I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha.
0: We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! <laughs> well, you said a Star Wars, so I had to play a Chewbacca. Yeah, I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All I mean, right. Have you guys watched the the Mandalorian? Yet? I
0: have not gotten. Uh, I've not cracked uh, season uh, two yet.
2: I need to. I need I to wa- get on that. I watched the, the the first two episodes.
1: Yeah, that's all that's out right now, and we we're caught up. So okay, well, you guys go ahead and
0: talk about it. I mean, I'll get caught up over the weekend. By the time our gentle listeners are listening to this, I will probably have been caught up to it. So go ahead. It's it's cool.
1: I mean there's not a whole lot to say other than it's been really really good. <laughs>
2: mm. I mean yeah, first episode we go back to Tatooine again again
1: <laughs> which which <laughs> I was initially worried but I think they did better this time around.
2: Oh yeah.
1: It didn't feel as ham-fisted as
2: <laughs> especially since they're kind of uh they're kind of tapping that uh the EU well again.
1: Yeah, there was actually just some direct nights of the old Republic stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, Amy Sedaris's character came back, and she's great, so that's good. She's been in both episodes, actually. Really? Oh, that's excellent.
3: Yeah. So,
0: so what's this thing about uh, Baby Yoda eating eggs or something?
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I guess people are awfully mad, because in the second episode, the kind of uh, the plot device or the driving force of the whole episode is, Mandalorian is a taxi service and he's uh he's been contracted to drive this frog lady to the next system over so her and her husband can continue their family line with this backpack fish tank full of eggs she's got.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. She's, she she's got a backpack full of unfertilized eggs that she has to take to her husband.
0: Okay, I can kind of see where this
1: is going. And, uh, yeah, B- Baby Yoda thinks, hey, those look pretty good to eat. Hey, free snack. Yeah.
2: More like free
3: snacks.
1: Yeah, he eats at, l- at least four or five of those things.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> at least he doesn't <laughs> like, eat all of them. Like,
2: like some people were calling it uh, Baby Yoda in the forbidden boba tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they do look like little boba. <laughs> Bubble tea uh,
2: yeah, so I guess we should probably like talk about the, the two episodes separately instead of just mish-mashing everything together. <laughs> so in the first episode, like the whole point of um, Mando going back to Tatooine is he's trying to find more Mandalorians. Since the the covert or whatever got broken up on the one planet he was on, he's gotta find him again. And they'll
1: was- they'll point him in the way of uh where baby yoda lives i guess
2: or needs to go or whatever yeah and so this guy tells boba there's a mandalorian on tatooine which you know fans have known that since you know 1986 or whatever. i was gonna
0: say yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure there is <laughs> yeah. at least one mandalorian somewhere on or in possibly tatooine
2: so he he goes back lands back at the spaceship mechanic lady and he points in the direction of a a little town and he goes to the he goes to the the inn or the tavern or the bar or whatever you want to call it cantina and he's like well i'm looking for a mandalorian and and the bartender guy's like well maybe you need to talk to the marshal and he turns around and there is boba fett standing there
0: oh really oh wow they're dropping that in
1: it's not really
0: oh it's not okay
1: it's Tim- Timothy Elephants. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. And he's wearing Boba Fett's armor.
0: <laughs> mm, gotcha. Okay. So is that kind of the main thrust of the first episode is going to this town and you see a fake, fake DeLorean?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they, te- they team up with sand people who are characterized really well. I've like, I heard about you- that.
0: Well, with the uh, um, modified uh, American Sign Language, right?
1: Yeah, it's really cool. They really treat the Tusken Raiders in a in an interesting way that maybe the other movies haven't, really.
0: Yeah, kind of yeah, interesting other- that they treat them here like that, and then if you think back to, what, Attack of the Clones? Yeah. <laughs> Anakin maybe wasn't quite as cool a dude. Yeah.
2: I mean, even... Even Mando himself goes like, "Look, I understand they are a, they are a savage, hard people, but they live here too." Oh, okay, like there's like, like there's no like saying that they're, they're they're not mm. like they are raiders. They are they do raid areas,
1: but they live in the the list of desert, so they don't really have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay,
1: well that's that. I. I I kind of see him as like the indigenous people of Tatooine. I was just going
0: to say it's it's almost like it sounds like this episode is very uh, uh, American Western uh, inspired because you have the town yes. with the sheriff, the corrupt sheriff, and you have the indigenous people. Well, he's, not,
2: he's, he's, not, he's not corrupt,
0: but he's clearly being something he's not by. Is is he like posing posing is Amanda? He's As a, a Mandalorian. He, yeah. yeah, he is. So, and at least in that case, he is. You know, at, at least not he fits on the level. That trope, yeah, I he think. fits the trope. But no, this is actually a pretty stock standard kind of western, um, like storyline. But I, but I think, but it sounds like it works. It sounds like it worked for. Uh, for oh yeah. this episode. So that's awesome.
1: And there's a giant crate dragon. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, cool. All right.
2: Yeah, we actually finally see a crate dragon.
1: Nice.
2: Nice. And at first I thought it was like a sandworm from Dune. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like they could get one of those teeth off of it and make a pretty good Chris knife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do we want to talk about like the the end episode kind of stinger thing?
1: Oh yeah. We we saw somebody walking around in the desert eyeballing that, that uh Boba Fett armor that Mando has now. Oh. And it it was probably Boba Fett.
0: It was
2: probably Boba Fett. Yeah. Like he turns around and it's straight up. um, The guy who played Django. The guy.
0: Okay. That's I was just going to say the guy who played Django or possibly Aquaman's dad.
2: Tamara Morrison.
0: Yes. That's the guy. Yeah.
1: Tony. Tony Morrison. Morrison.
2: Jim Morrison.
0: Jim Morrison walking through the desert hoping to find some Mando armor. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. I knew he was going to show up. I, I knew Boba Fett was going to play a fairly large part in this season. I didn't think they're going to introduce it this early. I guess.
2: Well, that's all. That's oh, all they've really done. I mean, we don't know if he's going to come back or boost this one bit or what.
0: I'm sure he's going to come back for multiple bits. It's Boba Fett. Come on.
2: Oh, there's a re- Every, there's everybody a really loves funny the Fett man. Where um. Mando and Fake Boba are shooting at the crate dragon and stuff and Mando's like, "Well, uh, protect the kid." And he hits and he hits the backpack with his rifle and sends him shooting off kind of like how Han did in Return of the Jedi.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Oh, also he uses that stupid backpack missile. Oh, He oh, does yeah. finally?
0: Oh, that's excellent. Like twice. Excellent. He does it like twice. <laughs>
1: He has to bend over when he uses it and it looks so stupid, but like at the same time, like I don't know, great.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and it looked just like in the game uh, Masters of Terrace Cassie when you unlock oh. Boba Fett and you use oh the missile. God. It, it looks the exact same.
0: Oh, don't remind me of Masters of Terra's Sigh. Oh but my god. But you didn't like
3: that game?
0: Oh god, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, that okay. Masters of Terror Kasai was a fighting game that was yep. developed for the Star Wars uh, IP, and it was janky and ugly and terrible, and not like the good jank, not like the fun jank that you play because it's broken, and go, oh, can you believe this this twenty seven hit combo because they didn't uh, they didn't fix the uh, hit box on this one attack? No, it's just like. It doesn't work. Everything is janky. <laughs> Nothing works.
1: It's not like so bad it's good like Castlevania Judgment.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on uh, the Castlevania Judgment. That is also that is to so bad it's good, though. I, I do. Yeah. There's
1: and it has f- fun character designs. I think. Yeah,
0: that helps. That helps it for sure.
2: Mando episode two, two. picks up where. You know, Mando's going back to Mos Eisley or whatever, and that's when uh, What's-Her-Face lady, the mechanic lady tells her, about, well, if you do this we'd be able to find you more Mandalorians yada yada, you just gotta transport this frog lady, who Mando can't talk to.
1: He doesn't speak frog. Yeah. <laughs> also, she has a Yoshi tongue, and just kind of looks like a realistic Yoshi.
2: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: That's what I thought when I first saw her, I'm like, that's just like a real Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And, and Mando's mad because he, he can't go into light or hyperdrive because it'll kill the eggs.
0: Oh, okay, so so th- so they has got, to go the long way around, of kind of, yeah.
2: So then, as they're putting through space or whatever, two X-wings show up and start harassing Mando a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that he is the same. Sh- it's the same ship that attacked that New Republic uh, prison ship in the first season mm. and it turns into a real epic, uh, space chase.
0: Well, cool. That sounds really awesome. So these are coming out on, uh, on Fridays. Is that correct?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. Yep. Well,
0: very awesome. Yeah. I'm, I, again, I'm hoping to get caught up on all of it this weekend and, uh, hopefully we'll continue to cover the show and for the next couple of weeks as it's cause they're doing another, uh, limited, uh, limited run, right? It's not like a full, It's only like 10 episodes, 8 or 10 episodes. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's like, yeah, 8 or 10.
0: Yeah, and that's perfect. That's actually a perfect amount for the series.
1: I was worried that they weren't going to stick it again. I figured, like, we got lucky, and the first one was really good, and now that everybody's got their eyes on it, they're going to have a hard time pulling out a second season that's as good. But no, it picks up just right at the same level that the first season started left off so yeah it's you
0: know good. i you know i'm not i'm not going to get worried about it until the fourth season because by the fourth season probably most stories if they've if they've kept the, uh, baby yoda and they're still looking for where baby yoda goes after four seasons then there might be an issue <laughs> yeah.
2: also like i love how like being mando he still gets like his butt kicked or his shit messed up in a really bad way. Like all the time, like he's not like this infallible death machine
0: that makes the character believable and likable. Uh, I could talk about the one thing I kind of, uh, did this was a couple weeks ago, uh, studio. We've talked about studio 35 doing bad movie nights in the past. They kind of had to take a break because of COVID and finally got, were able to get back down to see one. Uh, This was the Friday, it would have been the 30th, so it would have been the day before uh, Halloween, and it was great. They played the movie Hacko lantern which is, (laughs) oh man, it is so corny, so cheesy. It has to deal with this small town and this old guy who I guess everyone just knows is the leader of a satanic cult, but also they they buy pumpkins off him
3: and he's not like,
0: and I mean, he's creepy, but he's not like, I'm going to get you later. Creepy. It's just like, no, that's old, it's the only place they can get pumpkins. That's old man. Johnson. Yeah. You know, great pumpkins, kind of a Satan worshiper, but you know, otherwise, and the whole thing is, uh, he, but buddy's nerfic. Oh, buddy's nerficked. Yeah, exactly. We all have our things, you know, but uh, but the whole thing is the guy's grandson was kind of marked to become like the new leader of their cult. And you see a flashback the first 20 or so minutes of the movie. Uh, he's a kid and the grandpa's like, hey, I got some some special necklace for you to hang on to until you're ready. And then it cuts to present day or the 80s, I guess. And the guy's kind of pathetic. He's just a weird metalhead that lives in his mom's basement.
2: Like like you do.
0: Yeah, but like for it being a slasher horror movie, there are only three kills and they're pretty tame. The one thing I will say is it very much is Halloween themed like it takes place on a Halloween. There are pumpkins everywhere. A large portion <laughs> of it takes place at a at the town Halloween dance like the <laughs> wildest the wildest dance in Podunk, Kansas I've ever seen. Committed to film because there 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 was a stripper that went full nude in this weird like church basement Halloween party that had nothing to do with like the 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 cult stuff. This is just some party.
1: This is just regular towny stuff. This is just
0: regular towny stuff. Yeah. And of course it's bad movie night, so they they chopped it all the heck and they added a bunch of explosions and they added a bunch of dumb stuff here and there. And it really just made it really, really enjoyable. Uh, The other thing that I did, also movie related, on Halloween night itself, uh, Jordan and I went to the Ontario Spring Mill drive-in. It was the last night they were going to be open for the season. And they played three classic, like the universal classic movies. We watched the original Dracula, the original Frankenstein, and the original Wolfman up on the big screen nice it was Fred. it was pretty cool it was pretty cool i love those movies i forget how slow they can be at times but they looked excellent up on the sc- up on the big screen they sounded great they they still hit they still hit and they were still great i loved it it was super enjoyable highly recommended
1: I think Wolfman is the only one of that set. I haven't seen Wolfman is eh, if
0: (laughs) (laughs) if I were the one running the the box office that night, I would have probably put Wolfman in the middle. I would have started with Frankenstein and ended with Dracula because Wolfman is definitely the weakest of the three. And by the end of the night, Wolfman, uh, we were watching Wolfman and we just kind of decided halfway through to leave because it, it's really slow it's it's a lot of I mean the the spectacle of that movie was look at a man turn into a wolfman on screen with the uh, time-lapse effects which in the 30s was a big deal but the and story it looks very silly oh it looks incredibly <laughs> silly now but in that mindset it was impressive But the plot is a lot of, oh, no, I may be the wolf man. Stay away. I'm I'm a wolf man for 90 (laughs) percent. And then he turns into a wolf man and and runs through the woods or something.
1: If I was in charge of that billing, I would have replaced it with creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would have been a really good one. I would have I would have as well. That would have been excellent. Or do, uh, do a, a triple feature of Frankenstein movies. Give me a Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. That would have been good, too.
1: Frankenstein holds up really well. It's it does. It's really good.
0: Oh, yeah. And so does Dracula. Dracula still holds up. There's a scene in which uh, Van Helsing and Dracula are having, like, a battle of wits where they're just kind of talking back and forth to each other. And I don't know. Like, you can feel... You can feel the energy between the two actors when it's Van Helsing is going I knew you were a vampire from the time I first laid eyes on you. We will we will stop you and Dracula going I could I can come over there and just end you right now, but I would rather see you humiliated. So I'm going to keep doing my thing and you're just going to have to deal. That is exactly what they said. <laughs>
1: It's word for word.
0: Yep. Dracula is like, hey, Van Helsing, put up or shut up. But uh, Did
1: we talk about the Bram Stoker's Dracula? I don't think uh, so. Because we did watch that over Halloween. Oh, you was, did? It's okay. very good. It's really
2: good, <laughs> right?
1: It is. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. But, but yeah. also,
2: Gary Oldman's a great actor, though. Yeah.
1: Everybody was pretty good in it, except for maybe Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the era where Keanu Reeves was... In his brain, he was still Ted from Bill and Ted, but he was trying to, like, branch out.
1: He hadn't been Neo yet.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I am Jonathan Harker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you must be Count Dracula.
1: All the set design has is, like, that crazy, like, 90s big budget real set oh, design that you yeah. never see anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was just like, the Batman movies have it.
0: Yes. Yes absolutely and what I was going to say is what I like about it is it is a pretty faithful adaptation of the 1930s Dracula like a lot of the same or very similar kind of scenes take place in that in a similar progression to the original like it's it's a lot it's pretty close it's pretty close as far as adaptations go.
2: Yeah I mean versus where you have like you know between like the Boris Karloff Mummy and the and the 99 Mummy. Oh, well, there were two totally different films.
0: Completely different films. But they kind of yeah. had to do that because, well, the original Mummy was kind of boring as well.
1: Oh, it's crazy boring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's a different... It's, I mean, it's a different kind of film. Like, it's like a...
0: It was a different time. Know, like a, it was a different... Like a psychological horror? Sure, sure. The, and they, the, all of these were kind of more psychological horror, kind of. But... Yeah, the mummy was just, man. <laughs> the original mummy, the yeah. new mu- the yeah. Frazier's
1: i I'm the- making it through the original mummy.
0: Yeah. Frasier's the mummy is good. I like that one quite Bra- a bit.
1: Brendan Fraser, not
0: <laughs> Niles, come here. Nile. Niles. <laughs> good lord, this, Niles, this mummy, why are you covered in scarabs?
2: This mummy is still juicy, Niles.
0: Niles. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into some news.
1: That was uh, Roundabout by Yes, because JoJo.
0: I was going to say, is that a JoJo reference?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into some of this news.
1: Oh, man, there's second noise.
2: I was expecting it. No second noise.
0: Well, you know, I can't play it. I can't play a second noise every single time because then it gets stale. You got to keep, I got to keep you guys on your toes. (laughs) True. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and start talking about some of this stuff. So I guess the big news this week or this weekend are the uh, two new game consoles, the um, Xbox Series X and the PS5. They both released this past Thursday. Is that correct?
1: I believe so. At least this week
0: they came. Yeah, sometime out this, this week, week. <laughs> sometime <laughs> this week, at least, yeah. So, what have you guys uh, heard about them? I know I everything I know about it has been second and third hand because I probably won't be getting one anytime soon, if at all. But uh, yeah, what what do you, what have you guys heard?
1: This has been a weird console launch for me because usually, you know, I'll get excited and want to buy one of them, but for some reason, this time around, I just. I just don't care nothing about them is is exciting me to make me want to purchase either one well for
0: one thing there's no real killer app for this there's no real yeah like launch title game that everyone has to go out and play like when the switch launched it had it didn't have many games but i had breath of the wild and that was that was it that was the game everyone had to play there's really nothing i can think of that is coming exclusively to either of these uh, new systems that isn't already going to be playable on the previous systems. And ah, I don't know. I've heard these two game systems be compared to the um, iPhones. How uh, you know how the h- halfway in between each major uh, numbered uh, revision of the phone, there's like an X or an S like the halfway point. That's the way I've heard these systems kind of compared that. They're just kind of a weird halfway points yeah, i, I can, guess
1: i can see that
2: like don't get me wrong they are hardware wise they are they are pretty powerful like i was reading about like the like the processing power and stuff on them and they're like unless you probably have like a i don't know like a brand new motherboard like a like like fresh off the factory they're getting pretty close to being almost up there with pc gaming
0: i was yeah that was the other thing i was going to mention these at what point do new game consoles become just lackluster pc towers are they just pcs that can do less i think
1: they just they just got there
0: yeah okay
1: (laughs) and like i'll admit it is time for new consoles i mean the ones we have are starting to feel pretty long in the tooth
0: sure but if but they there's, really,
1: they got to have that killer app. They
0: have to have that killer app. And if there's no... I mean, I know there are graphical increases and there's processing power increases between the PS4 and the PS5 or the um, Xbox One XS and the Xbox Series X, which, oh, it's a mouthful. A confusing, confusing mouthful. But if there's not that much of a difference graphics wise or uh processor wise then it's not worth putting $600 down for a marginal difference in gameplay.
2: Yeah. They both came standard with solid state hard drives, which was already leaps and bounds over what they did before.
0: Right, but it's they made it very, you know, relatively easy or not, I guess maybe not easy, but it's more doable now than before to just mod a system yourself so you could just pop in a solid state drive into one of your other systems, into one of the older ones. Yeah. So I guess I just, I still just don't understand, like, why couldn't they, well, I mean, I know why they couldn't wait another six months until there was an actual, like a real game that's going to blow the roof off of people. And it's because, it's the holiday season. They gotta put something out. They can't wait six months. They have to put something out by Black Friday.
1: Yeah,
2: like it's like it'd be one thing if say like like say that Miles Morales only came out on the on the five. It might have been something different.
0: That would have been different. That would have been different. But they're not going to cut their oh, nose no, off. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the holiday sales because. The other thing we're we're finding with these I've been seeing reports on with these uh, systems is they are increasingly difficult to get your hands on. <laughs> it almost seems as though they under under manufactured them like both both oh, I, of them.
2: I'm sure they did it on purpose. they well, always
0: do, and that's and I don't understand I mean, I don't understand that it's it's not like they're going to benefit from the second hand speculator market right? Like,
1: and they already got the heat. They don't have to build the, the heat on them. Yeah. Video games are popular enough now that people are going to want the new thing, regardless uh, if there's like some weird scarcity hype. Games are popular.
0: Consoles are popular. What else are we going to do right now? (laughs) You know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot of options right at this very moment, but I just don't understand. Like, Whether they print, they make a thousand PS. I mean, this is just ballpark numbers. I this is nowhere near what they actually did. But it doesn't matter if they made a thousand PS5s or ten thousand PS5s. When they sell it, they're still going to sell them for six hundred dollars a piece. So, what is creating a false scarcity really doing other than taking emboldening scalpers to turn around and flip it? for funds that the uh, standard Sony's so, well yeah. the, that Sony's that Sony and Microsoft aren't going to
1: see I've already seen people peddling playstations for 900 bucks yeah and for that,
0: the discless one and that's ridiculous so I, I I guess I don't understand I you know what leave me with my with my rinky dink wind-up switch <laughs> I know the graphics aren't the best but doggone it they're Boy. trying and, I,
1: and I'm about ready for a new switch though, to be honest. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> when these new consoles get going and we start seeing more and more of it, it's going to make the switch look just progressively stankier. Well,
0: yeah, but at least the switch has the portability option. Yeah. So I think they get at least a little bit of a pass with that. But yeah, I would say this time next year when the hype is down on, ps5s and uh xboxes and S- nintendo's really the only game in town with a new one they'll put out a, a switch pro or what i'd like to think they're going to call it a switch heavy because they put out the switch light <laughs> i i yeah i would i would like the switch heavy the switch you
1: the, the super switch chunk edition the,
0: the thick switch <laughs> so the switch with two c's
3: yeah <laughs> speaking
1: of which i i got all the way through no more heroes and have started the second one and they're just both so good
0: oh good good i've been i know holding I, off. I
1: said that last time we did a show but they're so good by by these games
0: yeah it, i have been holding off on them for right now but uh i will pick them up sooner rather than later because they do look really good they look like a lot of fun
1: the first one is is better than the second one by uh pretty wide margin but they're both good games
0: yeah I'm really looking forward to the third one
1: yeah it's gonna be real good
0: yeah speaking of things that are released or going to be released soon to wide wide appeal R- McRib's coming back
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so it's not back now it's going to be coming back soon like within the next month or so I believe
1: I don't think I will, there will- get you an exact Date. Yeah,
0: give me an exact date because uh yeah, I
1: <laughs> because it's in my search history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic. It's December 2nd. December 2nd. Okay, so we have a couple weeks, a couple weeks to uh to gear up for the McRib. And listen, 2020 n- needs something. If the McRib is what's going to save 2020, I I welcome it. Yeah. Cause it's been what a couple? It's been a couple of years. It's been a, it's been a grip since we've had a McRib.
1: Oh, it feels like it.
0: Yeah, it was. It's it's not a yearly thing. It's like it's been a while.
1: I need that rendered pork meat pressed into the shape, uh, the general shape of a rack of ribs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm. I always
1: get the onions taken off though. I don't like. Oh them. yeah, here you They're uncooked raw onions on it. No, thank you. Yeah,
0: no, no, I agree. I agree. I was going to say, if only there were some kind of uh, Flintstones movie to tie in with the McRib. Because that's the first time. I don't know if that was the first time they made the McRib, but that's the first time I remember there being a McRib. Because they are like, hey, get your Flintstones live action movie glasses along with your McRib. Because, hey, remember the intro
1: to... The Flintstones. There, there's yeah, a I rib want, in there. I want them to bring me out a McRib so big it tips my car on its side.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go.
2: Um. Okay. So I'm 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 on the wiki for the McRib.
0: The McRibby the wiki. M- <laughs> <laughs> the
1: McRicky.
2: Yep. Uh, it's been around since 1981,
1: I guess. 81, wow, that predates the Flintstones live-action movies. It by at least 10 years, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that they introduced it when the price of pork was very low, <laughs> when they got a good deal on a lot of cheap pork.
0: Pork or pork <laughs> byproduct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> This always reminds me of that Simpsons episode where uh, the uh, Homer was chasing the uh, was it the McCrusty Crusty Rib sandwich or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: um.
0: And crust and they Crusty had to like follow the come out to the crowd and say, "This is it. There's there's nothing left. The animal that we that we used to to create the uh, the Crusty Rib, uh, it's gone extinct." <laughs> Homer asks him, what, you mean like pigs? He goes, no, think smaller, think more
3: legs.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. It was removed in 1985. It was brought back in 1989, 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94. Uh, They brought it back nationally for the Flintstones movie. There it
0: is. There it is. I want to say it's been at least 4 or 5 years since we've had the McRib. Well, jump ahead to the most recent McRib.
2: Oh god, there were a bunch of farewell tours from like <laughs> 2000, from 2007 to like 2008. Oh, 2009 and celebration of London Olympics 2012. Oh no, it was Australia and New Zealand for the McRib.
0: That well that doesn't count because I'm I'm talking uh, I'm talking US national McRib times
2: McDonald's announced that the McRib's annual release was delayed until December 17th, 2012. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, that's the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm
1: seeing 2017.
2: Yeah. 2017, okay. It was made limited return in the United States and Australia in participating locations in October of 2018.
0: Okay, so it's been a couple yeah. years then. Yeah.
1: That, that feels right to me.
0: Okay, all right. My question is, when are they going to bring back the McPizza?
1: There's that one McDonald's in I know, Ohio There's where that you can one. Still get it?
0: I know. And we and I when when the troubles are over, I'm probably I'm going to drive down and get a McPizza.
2: Man, I used- we
1: have to make a road trip of it.
0: Yeah, I'll go down and get a, a Mc a Mick cheese pizza.
2: <laughs> but no, I uh I used to eat the McDonald's pizza all the time. And
0: that's cheap. what I I would exclusively eat the Mc, the McDonald's pizza. When I was my kid, My mom
2: hated it. My oh, yeah. It she said every time I ate it, it made my breath smell so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but that's what she said. <laughs> and I barely remember it. That was also back in the day of, like, you know, Pizza Hut hand pizzas and getting X Men VHS <laughs> tapes.
0: I still have one of those X Men VHS tapes Night of the Sentinels, part one.
2: They only released two of them.
1: Yeah, I have the Pride of the X Men. That's something worth hanging sure. on to.
0: Yeah, that one's that one's hard to come by. That one's yeah, that one's a collector's
2: or or reading enough or reading enough books to get your free pizza or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yep, get some uh, some book it.
1: McRib consists of a recon a restructured boneless pork patty. Meat restructuring was developed by the U.S. Army to deliver low-cost meat to troops in the field. <laughs> Patriotic. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Support the troops with the McRib. So you're saying the
0: McRib <laughs> tastes like America.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: There's <laughs> <laughs> probably a little more truth to that than, uh, than we'd all like to admit. But anyway.
2: I don't know. <laughs> calling, calling anything McDonald's has meat i feel like it constitutes possibly like you know lying under oath or something
1: <laughs> listen yes we the know this we- was refined by a natick army labs meat scientist dr <laughs> roger mandingo
0: oh now you're making that up
1: no i'm not that's his name <laughs> that's his name wow no, mandigo mandigo
0: <laughs> oh wow hi i'm dr mandingo meat scientist <laughs>
1: This Good night, is- everybody. <laughs> <laughs> let's move oh, on to other news. Let's we, move we on, yeah. The McRib Mines Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put this on the list, but they did announce that they're bringing uh, Tiny Toon Adventures back. Really? What? Yes. They, have a, they, they don't have a trailer, and all they had was like a concept art drawing of Buster and Babs. But it's a thing. Hey, that's excellent.
0: Is it... Does it... Is it in the same vein as the uh, Animaniacs reboot? Do you th- yeah, that's those. What, that's
1: the vibe I got.
0: Okay, that's well. Then they're on the right track.
1: It was just like a tweet. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Tiny Toons was amazing. Introduced me to uh, they might be giants.
1: That's true.
2: <laughs> Everything goes down the hole.
0: Everything goes down the <laughs> hole. Yep. Oh yeah. I always
1: felt like I always felt like the Animaniacs were kind of like the. The point where Tiny Tunes was trying to get to, yes, and like to have them both exist simultaneously is is kind of weird. It, but it's it's fine.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. It's but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like another year in the in like the creation box, and Tiny Tunes would have been Animaniacs. Like yeah. it, it was heading that direction.
2: But also, Tiny Toons was made back when like Looney Tunes. And everything was still.
0: Well, it had that resurgence. Wolf. Yeah, it had that resurgence because of the. Um,
2: was it around Space Jam?
0: It was I before Space it was. Jam. It was
2: before Space Jam. Because
0: I know there was a there was a big resurgence in like the very early like eighty nine ninety, and then it had a uh, Looney Tunes had another resurgence around Space Jam, and Space Jam was like ninety
1: four, I think. That's that sounds right. Yeah.
2: I would have probably been about um, the third grade, I think.
1: That would have been 94, yeah.
0: Because uh, I remember doing
2: um, I Believe I Can Fly for a school musical.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
2: <laughs> but also back then, Warner Brothers had, like, you know, Warner Brothers stores.
0: Oh, man. I always loved going in the Warner Brothers store. Me too.
2: But again, they don't really have uh, cultural relevance anymore.
0: Do you remember the Warner Brothers uh catalog that oh, you can yeah. get sent? No. Yes, it was a thing and I and I remember this not because we had it but because there was an ad on the VHS before uh the Michael Keaton Batman, the first Batman movie. It was Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny talking about, "Hey, you can get your new starter jacket from from the Warner Brothers magazine. Just call uh, this 800 number and order
1: yours today." You gotta have a sweet starter jacket. You it's got 1995. to. Ninety five. Heck yeah. <laughs> also, Space Jam was nineteen ninety six. Ninety six.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh man, that'd be weird. With like, if Tiny Tunes came back, like, it's great yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm I'm cool it. with it. I mean, I feel like a lot of cartoons I loved as a kid are kind of like making comebacks in a way.
0: Because a lot of the creators that of of shows and people that you know have worked their ways up in our you know the production show production that sort of thing are our age and are remembering hey remember that thing i liked when i was a kid let's make more of that thing
2: yeah oh yeah like animaniacs coming back now tiny tunes apparently
0: yeah let's bring back Bat- batman yeah. the animated series
2: yeah let's bring guys and bruce tim
0: yeah well you know what else they're they're thinking about trying to bring back walker texas ranger this is true. Yeah, they did uh,
2: release that trailer. Yeah, and, and it's
1: it, got one of those supernatural boys.
0: It's it's got one of the supernaturals, and oh, oh boy, hold on to your ten gallon hat because <laughs> it. I bet that guy can't even do a roundhouse. What's the point of doing Walker Texas Ranger if you can't do a freaking roundhouse?
1: Yeah. Was he trained? Was he trained by Bruce Lee? I doubt it. I doubt it. Like, My
0: listen. Sickness.
2: If Jared Padalecki did do a roundhouse kick, it would be terrifying because the man's like eight feet tall. Well,
0: that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, one, yeah. All, and two...
2: He's all arms and legs.
0: If they wanted to do a down south cop show, great. More power to him. There's plenty of stories they could tell. But Chuck Norris is Cordell Walker. He is Walker, Texas Ranger. It's just... Ah, mm. It's like casting <laughs> yeah. someone as Mr. T in something (laughs) like it's like the pictures and not be a I mean Mr. T (laughs) hey there rapper common you are now Mr. T (laughs) doesn't work
1: just give Winona Earp another season yeah exactly yeah and like this This show is pretty good yeah
0: yeah it yeah it (laughs) is uh but like this Walker Texas Ranger thing it's it's not going to have that goofy level of just outside of believability melodrama attached to it and they're going to try to ground it and they're going to try to make it not stupid Walker Texas Ranger was stupid have you ever got have you guys gone back and watched it recently
1: it was well I, I've I watched it. it I've seen all the clips that Conan would play on on uh, late night when he had the lever
0: there's a reason why he had a million different <laughs> clips because that show was rock stupid but that's what made it fun <laughs> and it was th- almost seemed like it didn't know how stupid it was too and that was the magic of it it was yeah it was it was so dumb that it wrapped back around to become endearing this show they're probably going to have like a season-long arc with like it's not a episodic show like the original show was and <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna give the characters like actual characterization and like Wants and goals. They're gonna to try to make them three dimensional characters. A Texas Ranger named Walker is not a three dimensional character.
1: <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Who killed my brother, Strider?" Strider Walker. Strider Walker. The last uh. king of Gondor,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. played by Viggo Mortensen.
0: <laughs> no, they would. They would get the other guy from from. Uh...
2: Oh uh jensen nichols
0: yeah whatever his name is supernatural (laughs) 2
1: i don't know and among and the the luigi the supernatural luigi i mean like one's mario and one's luigi right well
0: yeah but i guess if this guy is like 10 feet tall like like josh has said this guy may very well be the luigi
2: (laughs) i mean that's even
1: worse yeah
0: right (laughs)
2: Jared Padalecki is, is is the Luigi of Supernatural.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember when they tried to bring back MacGyver? It's like a similar situation. You can't bring uh, back MacGyver, not in this day and age, in they this economy. Back MacGyver. It was called Magoo uh, Magrover. <laughs> there was a long talk about Upper Deckers, and I don't want to bring it up on the show. <laughs> But like, yeah, I watched the first episode of the new MacGyver. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this thing a shot because I have nothing. I have an hour to kill. <laughs> How's he going to get out of this one? <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, in the realm, in 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 the day and age where we have cell phones and things of that nature, like modern technology, MacGyver doesn't matter anymore. MacGyver doesn't count <laughs> to a lesser extent. Same with Knight Rider. <laughs> oh my God, there's a computer like- in the car.
1: What a novel concept. <laughs> I feel like every new MacGyver would be like, well, I took my phone and then I made this out of it. Yeah.
0: M- modern MacGyver is an app developer.
1: <laughs> I use the flash on my phone light bulb to light this on fire and then we're free. Yeah. Or if there just happens to be a
0: cell phone jammer in every situation in the new MacGyver. It's like, oh, man, I'm trapped in this burning building with only with only toothpaste and and a little bit of flint and my cell phone. Oh, a dip, a beans, a cell phone jammer. Can't use that.
1: Like the bad guy would just be a guy who sells cell phone jammers. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> like, so so what we're saying it, is, man. hey, hey, MacGyver, let us come right for you. We have some ideas. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like if you go back and like look at old TV shows like like me and Nicole were talking about this like like yesterday or the day before. like We were talking about, like Seinfeld. Take a show out of its like antiquated element. A lot of the storylines and stuff don't make sense anymore.
3: So, <laughs>
0: like Sein-
1: well, like the we said, X-Files,
0: the X-Files Those is would be one. like, yeah.
1: I saw an alien here. I took a picture of it with my phone. Yeah, exactly. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, Scully? Hey, Smoking Man, <laughs> choke on this.
0: <laughs> but yeah, well, like, like we said on the last episode that we did, Seinfeld, every situation in Seinfeld is solved by a cell phone and people talking to each other.
1: That's it. Case closed. <laughs> Hello. Now, thanks to COVID, every TV show I watch feels like it's in an alternate reality. Well, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) It's like always like, oh, they shouldn't be standing that close.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Jerry and George are sitting in a booth next to each other? (laughs) That close?
1: They went out to a a restaurant? Oh, God. That's
0: irresponsible. (laughs) They're yelling in each other's faces without a mask? (laughs) Can you imagine the spit episode? Being done today.
3: Oh,
2: oh nasty!
1: It, at least the Mandalorian doesn't take his mask off. Hey, Mandalorian <laughs> has the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: and.
2: The way?
1: That
0: is the way. And I'll tell you what, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at NerdOverload.com.
2: You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at NerdOverloadNow.
1: You can email us at staff at NerdOverload.com. And you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. Uh, The number is 586-372-8020. Uh leave us a voicemail and we might play it on the show. What old TV show would work the worst if they reboot it?
0: Just the absolute worst?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a high concept one, but but I believe in you.
0: Yeah. Okay, you know what we have a minute. Let's let's go round Robin. Pick one. I'm gonna say well, first thing that came to mind was Manimal, but actually Manimal would work <laughs> so much better.
1: Oh, this is a tough one. I feel like the the six million dollar man, um, yeah, because of inflation, he'd be pretty crappy.
0: <laughs> he would, yeah. They'd have, they'd shove like a Betamax in him or something.
1: Actually, with, <laughs> with with healthcare the way it is, that's just like he'd just have like a regular operation for that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he'd come out the same, maybe a little worse.
0: <laughs> oh, right. And, uh, yeah, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And, finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at DavidPencil.com. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.